You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily Florida State Seminoles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne Gay, the third Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, today's going to be more of a recruiting day. Florida State's football season is over. We talked about basketball in the last podcast. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, the Josh Ball situation and Florida State's uh, search for an offensive coordinator. I'm going to update what I know about the offensive coordinator uh, search here here in a second. Um, I'm also going to we're going to mainly focus on recruiting in this podcast. We're going to start off with uh, with the commitments and go down the list, and then going to discuss some targets and just how likely each one of them is. So it's going to be a uh, a pretty interesting podcast, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, for those of you who are, are new to this podcast and don't know who I am, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Uh, for all three sports, I cover every home game. I cover every away game for football as well as any bowl game. And then I cover any postseason uh, baseball or basketball games as well. And then, obviously, I cover every uh, major and minor recruiting event that Florida State has. So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on around the three major sports at uh, at Florida State. Now, uh, what I know about the offensive coordinator search, obviously, uh, in case you haven't heard, um, Walt Bell left for the head coaching job at UMass. He was Florida State's offensive coordinator. Florida State and Willie Taggart now have to hire another offensive coordinator. Bell was here for just one year. And Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coach, is the top target for for Taggart. He's going to be he's the top target for uh, to become Florida State's next offensive coordinator. But Florida State is obviously not alone in their pursuit of him. Um, Auburn and Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, and Liberty University. But that's for a head coaching position. Um, have have offered or I'm sorry, Alabama has not offered um, as of yet. I believe. Um, obviously I don't have inside information on that one. Uh, I just have to wait and hear it through the grapevine. If, if Alabama does offer him a, uh, a contract to be offensive coordinator, if, if Alabama does, it's probably signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, he'll be in Tuscaloosa by, you know, breakfast time. But, you know, if they don't, um, Auburn's offered him a position as the offensive coordinator Florida State has, and then Liberty is considering offering him a position as the head coach there. So there's there's a lot of different options there. If Freeze does not end up in uh, end up at Florida State, Kendall Bryles is probably the next uh, the next name on the list. On at least from my opinion, unfortunately, um, just because of everything that's happened and his connection to Baylor, and he was at Baylor during that entire sexual assault scandal. And it just, I don't think that uh, having, bringing him in would be good for the university. It would be a major PR hit for Florida State. And uh, I'm not sure Florida State can afford that right now. And also, you know, I just don't really want to cover somebody who's involved with that. I don't know, you know, what his involvement was, but he was on staff at Baylor for eight years and the entirety of the time that the, um, the scandal was happening. So I, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and then if those two names fall through, we do know that, uh, Willie Taggart has contacted Larry Fedora. I mentioned him yesterday, but at, at this point we'll have to wait and see if any of those options line up. Uh, now 
I'm going to move on to uh, to recruiting because that's that's really that's all I know about the the offensive coordinator search at this point. There's not really anything else to talk about. You know, talks are ensuing between Florida State and Freeze. He has multiple options on the table. He's going to decide on one, whether it's Florida State or not. Um, if it's not Florida State, Florida State will probably move on to Bryles. And then if you know, it, if the university won't sign off on Bryles, or if you know, they decide not to go in Bryles' direction, Fedora is an option. Um, at least from what I've heard. So that's uh, that's the latest update on the offense coordinator search, and I'm gonna jump into uh, jump into the recruiting. You know, Florida State has 15 commitments right now. Um, you know, they they have three three star commitments, one five star, and and 12 four star commitments. They're one of the right now Florida State in the 24/7 sports composite rankings which I use I believe I, I've talked about this on the podcast before but I use the 24/7 uh sports composite rankings because it takes um ESPN 24/7 and rivals rankings and compiles them into one ranking system which I feel gives a a better view um of you know of each prospect so that's that's the ranking that I like to use it's not perfect but you know I think it's the best the, the best that we have out there so you know, Florida State's, I believe, ranked 14th in the composite team rankings. But when it comes to average star ranking, the Florida State's uh, in the top five. Like they're getting right now, Florida State has a bunch of quality commitments, um, and even the guys that are, are ranked as three stars, I really like uh, Derek McClendon. I I'm really high on him. I don't understand why he's a three star. Uh, I think he's going to be a special, special player. True Thompson, yeah. I love True. You know, he he's a he is a true nose guard, which is you know he he doesn't rack up a lot of stats. He's not and he's not going to be flashy, but he is so strong and so powerful and plays with such great leverage that you know I I've never seen him in the entire time that uh, that I've been watching him. I'm, I take that back. I saw him lose one rep, and that was to a that was last year when he was a junior. He lost it to a senior. In the um, at the Atlanta opening uh, regional, he was a senior. He's committed to Auburn. I can't remember the kid's name, but he was a senior committed to Auburn. He was one year older, and True took two out of three of them from him. So you know, I, I've seen him lose one rep, and I've been watching this kid since he first came to camp in eighth grade. You know, Rick Trickett said it best when uh, in eighth grade. I'll I'll never forget this. It was one of you know it, it was it was an amazing moment. I just started on the beat, and here's True Thompson, eighth grader, going up against seniors at the Jimbo Fisher camp back then. And True comes up and lines up, and uh, Trickett turns to this uh, this center. And he says, "You better listen up to what I have to say, or this kid's gonna knock you on your ass." And the kid kind of blew him off. He was like, "All right," and then True proceeded to uh, to put him on his backside. Um, so it, you know, he's, he's been doing that since. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of true. I understand why he's a three-star. It's not flashy. He's not going to make, you know, the splash plays, but what he's going to do is he's going to eat up space in the middle. He's going to be strong. He's going to be good against the run. And he's a good guy that you want in your locker room. So I really like him. And then you've got Renardo green, uh, Tashawn, Tashawn Reed of the athletic today was down and, uh, and spoke with green, who said that uh, after Urban Meyer's departure from Ohio State, that he's gonna that he's planning to stick with his commitment to Florida State, and that he'll be taking an official or soon. He'll probably sign early. So, you know, th- there was 
before Urban Meyer retired, there was a lot of uh, expect there were expectations that he was going to take and flip to Ohio State. So he he had some big name offers. He's considered a high quality a uh, high quality player. He's he's a little short, but you know, I like him. He, I mean, he's he's a he's a borderline three four star player, but he's a guy he he can play some football. All right, and then. I'm just going to run down the list of guys that uh that I believe are are extremely solid to Florida State. Dante Lucas, Brendan Gant, Jaleel McCray, Curtis Fan, Derek McClendon, and True Thompson. I think those guys are all firmly committed to Florida State. They I expect uh, at least most of those guys to sign early. Um, Travis Jay has been committed to Florida State for a long time. He loves Florida State. He grew up around Florida State. He's from Madison County, who won their by, uh, second straight na- uh, national championship, second straight state championship today. So congratulations to the Cowboys. But um, you know, the, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, and I believe Georgia are trying to get him to take a visit, and he's not sure if he's going to sign early. Florida State's going to, you know, going to bring him in for an official visit. I believe in December or later in December right before signing day and try to get him to uh, to lock it up and not take any more visits because he's a special player. One of my favorite players in this class has been one of my favorite players in this class for a long, long time. That kid's going to play uh, play a lot for Florida State, and he's probably going to play immediately. Um, Nick Cross, with with Mike Loxley going to Maryland, that I don't I don't know that that opens up Maryland. Cross has been... You know, Cross has been recruiting hard for Florida State over the past few weeks on social media. So I'm not sure that that changes anything, but it's definitely something to watch, um, especially if he takes a visit there. And then uh, Maurice Goolsby, the wide receiver, he probably, at, the, at this point, he's not expected to make it in because of grades. Uh, that could change. There's a lot of time between now and, and June when uh, when players are supposed to arrive. But. Those are the guys that I would consider firm commits, even though Goolsby probably won't won't end up here. But that's going to do it for this first segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. Uh, in the second segment, we'll continue talking about the commitments. Uh, we'll you know we'll get in on the uh, on the Sam Howell thing. I talked to a source last night after Florida State uh, Florida State coach Willie Taggart and wide receivers coach Derek Kelly met with him for an in home visit yesterday. I'm going to give the latest update on that. And then the rest of uh, what's going on with some Florida State commitments that may be looking around um, or plan are planning to take visits. And then the final segment, I'll talk about the top targets on Florida State's board and what their chances are with them. So make sure to stay tuned to that. But before we get into that, are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see Florida State win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. $30 a month gets you th- uh, ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network. When the ACC network comes out next year in August, it'll probably be on there too. And there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. You know, you, you can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. It's really, really simple to use. Uh, sim- simple to use. Uh, but if, if you're interested in Sling TV, you've got to check out... Um, our offer, which is a seven-day free trial, and Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash locked on. So make sure to check it out if you're still if you're tired of fighting with cable. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this second segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast and. I apologize for how late this this came out. I had some uh, some stuff to do today and did some running around. 
Uh, my wife's birthday is coming up this weekend, so been planning stuff for that. So the um, we're gonna jump right back into it. We got uh, some guys that maybe I wouldn't consider them soft commits. There's a couple that I would, um, but the, these guys are considering taking visits. And number one, or considering taking visits, or you know, considering other schools. And number one is obviously quarterback Sam Howell. Um, as I said, Willie Taggart and David Kelly went in home with Howell and, uh, and his family last night. They talked about, you know, the Florida State offense coordinator position, what Willie Taggart's plan was for that, how he fits into the offense. And I was told the visit went outstanding and that Florida State came away from the visit fully expecting Howell to sign with Florida State. Uh, it was, you know, it's, it's never a good thing to lose an offensive coordinator especially one that's as connected to the Howell family as Walt Bell was. But it does help that the primary team that Florida State was going up against for his services, which is North Carolina, fired their head coach, who was the main relationship that Howell had with North Carolina, Larry Fedora, who I mentioned as a possible offensive, um, offensive coordinator target, was the primary relationship with Howell at, uh, at North Carolina. So, you know, it's if if Fedora was still there and hadn't been fired, I th- there would be a higher cause for concern that Howell would be flipping. But because he doesn't have the relationship with North Carolina that he did, um, it's kept the door open, and Florida State uh, Florida State feels very good about their chances of of keeping him locked in and signed and getting him early enrolled and on campus in uh, in January, which is a very good thing because at this point we're not sure if DeAndre Francois is coming back, which would leave James Blackman as the only scholarship quarterback on the roster if, uh, if Howell didn't sign with Florida State. So getting him in and uh, having that second quarterback would be a uh, – is, is very important. It also jumpstarts Howell's – um, development and it, it would just be a good thing all around. Akeem Dent Dent has been locked into Florida State for for a while, uh, but Alabama's still after him. Miami's you know always going to be there, but Alabama's considered the the main team that could flip him. I've you know I've been firm that I believe Howell or not Howell, but Dent is firm to Florida State that he's going to sign with Florida State. Um, you know, I talked to someone who laughed when I asked if he was going to play anywhere other than Florida State, laughed at me. So that, that was their, uh, that was their way of telling me that that was a really dumb question and that they firmly believe that Akeem Dent will be in this class. His brother, Adarius Dent is a, uh, is a walk-on at Florida State. He played, a, he actually played a lot this year on special teams. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of ties for Florida State, um, to Akeem Dent, and I, I do believe that he's st- uh, going to end up at Florida State. Kalen Deloach, Florida State, went in home with him over the, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday, and apparently the, the reports are that he, he's he's doing very well, or that Florida State's kind of locked him down. He's, he's, you know, he was considering Michigan, he was considering Auburn. The, I guess, overall thought is that he's going to now end up at Florida State. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then there's Derek Hunter and Quayshon Fuller. I've talked a lot about about those two over the course of this podcast, and I have no idea what they're going to end up doing. They're wild cards. Uh, Derek Hunter had uh, Jimbo Fisher in for an in-home visit, I believe, today. 
Um, you know, he's been, he's been visited by Miami. He took a vi an official visit to, to Florida. Um, him and Quayshon both did. You know, at this point, it's up in the air whether or not they sign with Florida State. So we'll have to wait and see on those two. But if, if there were going to be a couple flips, those would be the two main candidates that I believe will be, uh, will be, uh, would be the guys that would flip. So that's going to do it for this second segment, a shorter segment, but I've got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of targets to talk about in the third segment. So, and there's, you know, there's a small list and you wouldn't expect that for a team that just went five and seven and still has a, you know, fairly high rated class. It's not Florida state level class, but it could get there depending on how some, uh, how some targets shake out. But I'm going to get into, uh, I'm going to get into that in the final segment of today's locked on Seminoles podcast in just a minute. Thank you for sticking with me as we head into this final segment. We're going to jump into it because there's about, oh, 20 guys that I want to discuss here. Um, going to start off on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to go highest rated to, uh, to lowest rated. Um, Evan Neal, you know, five-star offensive tackle. The biggest, the mo outside of quarterback, the biggest position in him, maybe even more so than quarterback. I don't feel good about Florida State's chances. I think he's going to Alabama. If he didn't go to Alabama, I think he's going to Miami where Mama wants him. So Florida State's fighting what Neil wants and the development that Alabama has on the offensive line and fighting Mama who wants him closer to home in Miami. Now, you, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, but I don't expect Florida State to land Evan Neal. Uh, the next two guys I'm going to talk about uh, together, and that's wide receivers, five-star wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood and four-star wide receiver George Pickens. Hazelwood was committed to Georgia for most of the cycle. Uh, Pickens is still committed to Auburn. The belief is that Hazelwood's either going to end up at Miami or Georgia, but David Kelly is making a run at both of them. Um, Pickens is also still considering you know, Florida State and Alabama in addition to Auburn, so David Kelly is making a run at both of them. Um, it's it's an uphill battle. I, I don't expect Florida State to land either, but it wouldn't shock me if one of those guys ended up at Florida State. Now, I said it wouldn't shock me. I didn't say it was happening or it was likely to happen or it was even close to happening. So don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me if David Kelly was able to pull this off because I know how much effort and time he's put in and the type of relationship that he has with both of these guys. You know, that he's he's been working extremely hard and that relationship is there. So it would not surprise me if he landed with either one, but I don't expect him to. Um the next is uh offensive guard Will Putnam. Putnam could probably come in and start at Florida State immediately if he played center. Um Florida State doesn't really have a center on the roster that can snap the ball. Baby on Johnson cannot snap the ball. Brady Scotts cannot snap the ball either, and Alec Eberly is gone. So Putnam is a guy who could uh, who could come in and probably start immediately at center if he's you know if he chooses Florida State. He's still considering Clemson and Auburn, and this one is an absolute dogfight. I don't know where he's going at this point. I think Florida State still has a very good shot of landing him um, because they can sell immediate playing time, and they've been on him really hard since uh, March, Jan since they arrived. You know they've they've been on this kid. Um, and I think Florida State has a, has a decent shot of landing him, but it's going to be a battle. Clemson is obviously the premier program in the ACC right now. There's no denying it, and uh, I don't know what the uh, you know what the deal with Auburn is, but um, he, he he enjoyed his visit there. He really likes the coaching staff, so we'll have to 
we'll have to wait and see. Next up on the list is Desmond Bland, the JUCO offensive guard. And he was supposed to visit Florida State this weekend. That's not the case. He's not in early enrolling anymore. He's, um, you know, according to 24-7, uh, he won't be early enrolling. And uh, he's going to be taking his official visit to, to Florida State in January instead of now. So, um, you know, if Florida State, he's, uh, he's a Nebraska commit. Florida State's gonna got got some work to do, but he's uh, you know getting him getting him on campus right before signing day is obviously going to be a very good sign. And Florida State can can sell immediate playing time on the offensive line. There's no one, no one's job is safe on the offensive line. No one. Um, so uh, the next guy up is Lance Legendry, quarterback. Florida State's offered him. They've kept it. You know they've they've kept tabs on him. You know Howell is quarterback one. Uh, Florida State, I do believe, would like to add a second quarterback in this class, considering that they only have two on the would only have two on the roster if Howell signs, and I think Legendry would probably be the uh, the best or the most likely um, quarterback to add to that, unless Florida State added a graduate transfer, you know, like say Khalil Tate. We don't know if he's going to graduate transfer or not, um, or even transfer. But he, he mentioned that he wanted to transfer, and then there's it's been kind of silent. I don't know anything about that. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that situation. But unless Florida State gets a grad transfer, they're probably going to need, or or just a transfer, they're going to need at least one more quarterback in this class. And I think Legendry would probably be the most likely quarterback um, in that situation. Next up is Daywan Jones. Now this kid came out of came out of nowhere. He's only played uh, he's only played football for a you know for a few years and. He's a low-ranked three-star kid. I mean, a low-ranked three-star kid, but he's um, he, he's a good football player, man. And he has offers from you know from some of the top uh, some of the top players in the or some of the top schools in the country. Uh, he's ranked as the number eighty-four offensive tackle in the country, but he has offers from USC, Michigan, Mississippi State, Indiana. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a really talented player. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, Louisville, Ohio State, Oregon, TCU. Yeah, the, he, the kid has offers. He's legit. Like, if if you look at a kid and his ranking is low, but if his offer level is high, you have to ask yourself why. And it's because the kid doesn't have a lot of experience playing football but he's extremely athletic and you can see the talent there. So maybe he's not a guy that comes in and starts immediately, um, but he's a guy that's going to come in and could make an impact at least somewhere down the road. Uh, Got to hurry this up. Jay Williams, Florida State offer went out. Willie Taggart visited him um, and, uh, and they offered him a scholarship in person. Today, he's going to take an official visit. Sam Snyder tied in. Florida State just recently offered, I believe, two days ago, and he's coming in for an official visit. Uh, Nick Pendley, he's a three-star offensive uh, offensive tackle out of Georgia. You know, Florida State's kicking the tires on that. They're, I mean, they're doing some, their due diligence. Tommy Kennedy's a grad transfer from Buffalo, or a graduate transfer from Buff, uh, Butler, not Buffalo. But, um, you know, Florida State's interested in him. And I talked all, I'm going to talk about Josh Ball yesterday. So I'm not I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I don't want, I don't even want to discuss it. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you have Kayvon Thibodeau. 
Uh, I think it's either Oregon or Alabama. I don't. I think Florida State's looking th- is sitting third at this point, um, and I would be surprised if he ended up at Florida State. Tyler Davis, you know, Florida State's still bad on Clemson. I do think Clemson is the pick here. I think he's gonna. End, um, I think he he just. He wants to win, and right now Florida State's not winning, and Clemson's developed defensive tackles at an extremely high level over the past few years. So I do think that, uh, you know, he has a great relationship with Odell Higgins, but I think that Clemson's going to win out. Uh, Four-star linebacker Derek Hall, probably going to end up at an in-state school, Mississippi State or or Auburn. Um, maybe if Hugh Freeze comes on, you know, he, he does have ties to the state of Mississippi. Um, he can come in and, and try and get Florida State a little more in that. But at this point, it might be too late. Um, but Mississippi State and Auburn, Florida State's in it. He just took a visit to Florida. But I, I do think it's it's probably going to be Mississippi State. Uh, Marcus Banks, cornerback, four-star, son of former Florida State offensive, ta- uh, offensive lineman Bobby Meeks. Um, you know, Banks was just on an official visit last weekend. He was the only official visitor last weekend, and Florida State felt like they hit that uh, that visit out of the park, and it would would not be a surprise at all if he ended up in this class. Um, you know, spurning Texas and Texas A and M, he lives in Texas. So, and then there's Avery Huff, Miami four star linebacker commit. Um, you know, Florida State's going to have to work to get him uh, to get him a. On campus, they need to get him on an official visit because he is signing early, and I believe he's scheduled to take an official visit to Miami on the 14th. So Florida State's either going to have to bring him in this weekend, and I don't think they're bringing in anyone at this point, or bring him in in midweek next week, or bring him in when he was supposed to be taking his Miami visit. That would obviously be a telltale sign that he wasn't signing with Miami and was going to sign with Florida State, but we'll have to wait and see if that happens. I'm not saying that it will. I'm just saying those are the options. Uh, Raymond Woody III will be taking his official visit to Florida State on the 14th, signing early. I expect him in this class. He's the son of Florida State linebacker coach uh, Raymond Woody Jr. And then Sam Williams, the four-star defensive end, is uh, he's a JUCO defensive end. He's committed to Ole Miss, but um, you know Ole Miss did did their best to stop him from taking an official visit to Florida State. He's going to be taking an official visit to Florida State. Uh, I believe uh, the final weekend, yeah, the final weekend, and then he'll be signing early. So Florida State's going to get their shot to, um, going to get their shot to take their chances with him. And then Malcolm Ray, you know, with with uh, Tyler Davis, probably you know, not likely signing. Florida State's turn to Malcolm Ray. He's a bit undersized, but the kid can play some football. Um, and uh, he's a USF commit right now. There's there's the belief that if Florida State went all in on him, they could get him. To uh, to commit, then three-star linebacker James Gordon the fourth, uh, Minnesota commit Florida State's after him, Miami's after him. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that happens. Florida State's still trying to still trying to figure out um, you know what it's doing at the linebacker position because it has Julian McCray, it it um, you know it has Kalen Deloach. Deloach may or may not end up in the class, but. They feel really good about where it is right now. Like I said, Florida State's also after four-star JUCO linebacker uh, Lakia Henry. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. He's t- committed to Tennessee. Florida State's going to try and bring him in for a uh, an official visit. Um, I missed one of the offensive linemen. Kadeem Telford announced that he's taking an official visit to Florida State in, in January. He was one of the Florida, uh, Florida offensive linemen, or the 
one of the Florida players that was suspended and you know from the uh, credit card fraud situation. So, you know, he went to JUCO and now he's coming back. Um, and then last is Jarvis Brownlee. There's a three-star Miami cornerback uh, commit, and there's there's a a feeling that Florida State could end up landing him um, as well, flipping him away from Miami. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I got to go because I'm already over time. But I hope uh, I hope this was enjoyable for you guys, and I hope you keep listening. But for the Locked On Seminoles podcast, I'm Wayne McGahee III. Have a wonderful day.